Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, February 9th. Today happens to be the birthday of Brother Jacob Rickard. So we want to wish Brother Jacob a happy birthday today. Trust and pray that he is blessed of the Lord. Amen. Well, hope you're enjoying the blessings of the Lord also as well. And, uh, boy, we thank God for the weather we've been having these last few days. It's been warm and nice, and we're grateful for it. And uh, just thank Him for the good day in the Lord. I hope you're doing well. I know we've had a lot of folks with these colds and flus and things going around, and some of them it's hard to get through it, hard to get loose from it. As a matter of fact, some, including my wife, have taken a second round of it after being well for days and even weeks, then come back with it again. So remember these folks and pray that God would bless and help them in their needs. Of course, we're coming up on the weekend. means we're looking forward to being in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. And would encourage you to find your place in God's house on the Lord's day. If you don't have a place, we'd love to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, we're located at 1415 Island Ford Road right here in Madisonville. We'll be saying more about that at the close of the program, but we'd love to have you with us this Lord's Day. Well, I've been preaching a message this entire week. actually broke one down that we had in the system in, that's entitled Encountering Contrary Winds. We're going to finish that message today, but first we've got a couple of good songs that I trust will be a blessing to you. One by Travis Alltop and friends, and then one by the Shepherd family. All right, our sermon for this week is going to be dealing with Mark chapter number 6. Several verses there, we're going to be taking our text from verse number 48. We're talking about encountering contrary winds. And on Monday's broadcast, we just did an introduction, and now we are continuing on. And Lord willing, we will complete this message on today's broadcast. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Allen Ford Baptist Church right here in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you want to turn in your Bible to Mark chapter 6, the Bible says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. Amen. I want to focus on verse number 48, that phrase, for the wind was contrary to them. I want to preach for a few minutes on encountering contrary winds. I want you to think about it now. Jesus picked the time. He said, right now is when you need to get in that boat. Right now. He picked the time. Jesus picked the people. He said, I want you men in that boat. Amen. Jesus picked the time. Jesus picked the people. Jesus appointed the vessel. He said, this boat. And Jesus planned the route. He was in control. You don't have to be out of God's will to be in a storm. It's very possible. This boat and trip, I'll say every part of this boat and trip 
was in the perfect will of God. Right down to them encountering contrary winds. Amen. Secondly, not only being in a storm does not necessarily mean you're out of God's will, but the way of duty is not always easy. Perhaps it never is. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I know it's got to be God's will because look how easy things are happening. That does not necessarily mean you're in God's will. Amen. There are often hindrances in obeying the voice of God. There are often obstacles in fulfilling the will of God, the task He has assigned us to do. These disciples, I said earlier, I don't believe they were anxious to get in that boat. I don't believe they were trying, I don't believe they were saying, let us go, let us go. To the, no, they weren't anxious to, but when he told them to go, they wasn't playing around. They wasn't wasting time. The fact that they hadn't made much progress was not the fault that they wasn't rowing. It wasn't the fault that they wasn't trying to do what he told them to do. Amen. But he told them to go. He told them that he was not going with them. I don't believe that they wanted to be away from him. I don't believe they wanted to... To be alone without him. But he said he wasn't going along with them. He even exerted effort, looks like, to convince them to get that idea about constrained them to get in the boat to go to the other side. Can I say this? These men did not volunteer for this boat ride. There may be some tasks God's given you that you didn't volunteer for. But he's given you a job to do. You may very well encounter storms. You may very well encounter contrary winds. In your attempt to do those, I wrote down three different things. First of all, perhaps it's preaching. Nobody just volunteers to preach if they got any sense. You're called into it. Amen. And there's a calling, not just a voluntary job, but a calling. And we have, as a preacher, you have duties to perform. They might not always be easy. There may very well be contrary winds. Maybe it's not preaching. Maybe it's parenting. In some sense, you signed up for the job. But in another sense, you didn't. Because I believe children are a heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is His reward. Amen. God can give you what He wants, when He wants, how many He wants. I believe that. Every child's precious, by the way. That's why we ought to be against abortion. I'm against abortion in any case. They say, well, what about the cause of rape? Kill the rapist, not the baby. Why would you kill a baby? That baby's a gift of God. This thing about parenting, God gave you those children. God gave you that child or God gave you those children, whatever the case is. And maybe whether you signed up for it or not, whether you volunteered for it or not, you've got a job to do now. There's tasks to do. There's work to do. And you may very well encounter contrary winds trying to raise those children for the glory of God. Amen. And then I'll say this. Maybe you're not a preacher. Maybe you're not a parent. Just being a witness for the Lord Jesus. Every born-again child of God is called upon to be a witness, a witness of the grace of God, showing the faithfulness and the goodness of God to this lost and dying world. Amen. And a witness to them about the salvation that is available to whosoever will. You have duties to perform. They may not always be easy. You may very well encounter contrary winds along the way. Although our Lord had commanded them and constrained them to get into the ship and to go to the other side, yet once they began this journey, they were in it to complete it. I believe they kept on 
and kept on and kept on and kept just putting one oar in front of the other, one oar in front, and just keep on. Let's keep this thing going, fellas. Our Lord told us what to do. Uh, we don't. We didn't choose this storm. We didn't choose this route. He chose it all, and we're going to follow Him. We're going to obey His word. And they kept on. Now listen, this. They hadn't made much progress. Didn't look like they was doing too good. But when our Lord got there, He never reprimanded them. He never said, "Fellas, look, you ain't gone two steps." He didn't say you've worked nine hours and you've not gone by half. He didn't fuss at them about what they had not accomplished. I personally believe he probably patted them on the back for doing the best they could do because they were in the will of God. It wasn't their fault that the wind was contrary against them. And so our Lord didn't blame them. Amen. Let me say number three, the contrary winds might hinder our performance of the duty we've been given. You say, that's a given. We understand that. But I want you to think about this. These men were doing what had clearly been commanded them by their master. And yet they were hindered by influences that were beyond their control. I believe that's a common problem in the life of Christians. At least sometime in the life of Christian, you'll face this problem. When difficulties arise that are out of our control, it hinders the performance of our duties. And we often feel badly about that. Perhaps we wonder why God doesn't do something about that. Lord, I'm having a hard time. It's hard here. But I'm saying that sometimes we wonder, Lord, I'm hitting a brick wall here. That's what they were doing, that wind. Every time, if I could say it this way, when they go one row forward, they go back two. Wind blowing and the waves both working against them. And these difficulties out of their control. And sometimes we feel bad. But it might just be that God is taking His time to work on it because He's working on us. Sometimes He's not started working on the storm yet because He's still working on us. I mentioned He's more interested in what's going on in our heart than He is all those circumstances around us. Sometimes He may be allowing us to row a little harder encountering these contrary winds because it's working on us. Let me say number four. We can take courage in the fact that we are not in control of the wind. Don't beat yourself up when you're attempting to do something against the wind if you know you're in the will of God. You know you're in the will of God. You're doing the work of God. You're headed in the direction God's commanded. Don't beat yourself up just because the wind's blowing against you. You're not in, in control of the wind. God is. I put it this way. We may fight the wind. We may face the wind. But ultimately, we must have faith in Him who controls the wind. Now, that's not an excuse to cause us, you know, sometimes we do cause our own troubles. Sometimes the reason we're failing is because of our inability to do what we should do. Our inaction, maybe, or what, a lot of different things. One fellow said this uh, years ago. I remember, he said, there's no trouble worse than homemade trouble. When you're shooting yourself in the foot. When you're causing your own problems, there's no troubles worse than those. But when you know the problems are not of your making, you're in the will of God. Don't beat yourself up. You're not in control of the wind. He is. Amen. When we're serving God to the best of our ability, and yet those contrary winds are beating against us, we need not grumble. We need not complain about it. Amen. Just call out to God for assistance. Keep on rowing. Amen. Keep on praying until He comes to the rescue. Amen. Number five. Realize that the contrary winds might be allowed by our Lord because it keeps our minds busy 
and away from other things. It keeps our minds busy about the work and our eyes upon Him. Amen. Some of our troubles might be allowed by God to keep our mind from other things that ease of life would allow us to stray off into. If we just had it a little easier, we might realize that we give in to temptations that we wouldn't have if we was in the midst of the storm. Amen. It might prevent us. We've got to be focused. And that focus might prevent us from being distracted by all these other temptations that are out there. Amen. Number six, these also these contrary winds which produce hard labor also produce hardy sailors and hardy soldiers. Amen. These contrary winds that work the muscles build the muscles. Just as labor does the same, producing muscles. The strain of facing contrary winds in service of our Lord may cause us to believe Him better, have more faith. May cause us to work at it harder and climb heights that we never could have climbed if we had not faced some of those storms. Amen. Philippians, if if you want to turn over there, Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 12. Paul the Apostle makes a great statement. He's talked about his troubles. Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 12. Here's what he said about his troubles now and his problems. He said, But I would, ye should understand, brethren, that the things which have happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Amen. Paul said the troubles that came to me didn't hinder the gospel. It actually worked for the furtherance of the gospel. Amen. And sometimes our storms might be to help us do more for the glory of God. Now, once you think about it, I'm, I'm almost done. Up until this time, our Lord's disciples had walked beside Him. Our Lord's disciples had labored beside Him. Now, in the early part of the chapter, I mentioned our Lord gathered the twelve and sent them out two by two without Him to the cities of Galilee. Sent them throughout that whole region of Galilee. It's almost like He's weaning them away for a little bit. It's a, it's just a section of time. He sends them out on a particular mission, which is a preaching mission, and they go out and, and accomplish that. Now, He sends them out alone while He stayed behind and prayed. Amen. But He sends them into the storm. He sends them directly into the contrary winds. He knew that one day very soon His physical presence wouldn't be with them. He knew that one day very soon His earthly presence would be gone and these men were going to have to learn to face problems together. They were going to have to learn to face problems without His personal presence being visibly seen with them. Here's what I believe. I believe that some of what happened in the book of Acts the, the, the fact that these men had such boldness, these men had such daring, these men had such ability, was the fact that they learned some lessons in the storm. Amen. Now let me give you the last one here, and I'll close with this. Never forget that though the winds be contrary that blow against us, though the night be dark and the waves beat hard, yet somehow our Lord is watching. Our Lord is keeping guard over us as we seek to row our boat and fight against the contrary winds. He's watching. I just remarked 
that we might learn some lessons from here. Learn that when we're alone, we're not alone. Look again at verse number 48. Mark 6, verse 48. The first four words, And he saw them. (laughs) Before he ever came to them, he saw them. (laughs) Before they knew he saw them, he saw them. Amen. Amen. I don't know if they're thinking about him. They're probably just thinking about themselves. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But the fact is, Mark was inspired. Before he ever mentions the contrary wind, look at verse 48. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary. Before Mark ever mentioned the contrary winds, before he ever mentions the lateness of the air, before he ever notices any of that, he proclaims that Jesus saw them and Jesus knew what they were going through. Amen. They were not out of His range of sight when they were in their storm. Amen. You may be encountering contrary winds, but God knows where you are. He knows specifically the difficulties that surround you. He knows the intricacies of the case. And He's in control of the wind. He's in control of the waves. And His eyes are on the servant in the midst of the storm. He may be even now taking steps, come walking on the water. He may be right now taking steps to come towards you. Here's what you ought to do, just what these men did. Call on Him. Amen. Our life fits in this picture. Rest assured, Jesus sees where you are. Jesus knows your circumstance. He's making intercession for you. Just like He was on the mountain praying, He's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us right now. Amen. He's ever living to make intercession. He may be unseen, but He's not unseeing. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 10.15 a.m. and then the preaching time at 11.05 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 6.30 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.